everyone welcome to another episode of indian politics explained with swasti pandey uh, this episode is called the emergency of 1975 in this episode i will be talking about what an emergency is with respect to the constitution of india what led to the emergency of 1975 and what all happened during the emergency period so keep listening emergency refers to a period of governance under an altered constitutional setup that the president of india proclaims when he perceives grave threats to the nation from internal or external sources or from dire financial situations a state of emergency is required to protect the sovereignty unity security and integrity of the nation during any unforeseen and unusual circumstances where quick decision making may be required without any time and space for dissent and the unitary nature of the state is revoked and the union government becomes all powerful to tackle the emergency situation now in the indian constitution emergency provisions are stated in the in part 18 or uh, articles 352 to 360 the three types of emergencies in the indian constitution are national emergency which is stated in article 352 the president's rule or the state emergency which is stated in article 356 and the financial emergency which is stated in article 360 now the ground the grounds for declaring a national emergency are one war two external aggression three armed rebellion or which was then which was earlier known as internal dissidents and four imminent threat to any of the above situations now what happens during a national emergency it affects various provisions of our constitution so firstly effect it affects our sense of state relations that is the federal nature is compromised and the unitary nature is invoked uh, it affects the life of lok sabha and state assembly now usually the lok sabha and the state assemblies are elected for a period of 5 years but during the emergency period they they will extend for a period of 1 year and this extension can be repeated indefinitely but after the emergency is revoked they need to be reelected within 6 months they also affect the fundamental rights such as article 19 is suspended but the right to protection in respect of conviction for offenses which is article 20 and the right to life and liberty which is article 21 remain enforceable even during emergency now let's talk about a topic for today which is the very controversial emergency of 1975 emergency declared jp murarji advani ashok mehta and vajpay arrested this was the headline of indian herald issue of 26 june 1975 it it is said that this emergency is so controversial mainly because it was imposed by a then prime minister mrs indira gandhi to retain political control now the reason that the government stated however was internal disturbance they said that the people were instigating the police and the army thus an emergency was declared on the night of 25th and 26th june 1975 and was revoked on 21st march 1977 by our then president fakhruddin ali ahmed however if we look 
closely into the real reasons behind the declaration of this emergency, they turn out to be quite different than what the documents actually contain. Uh, starting from 1970, Mrs. Indra Gandhi's government and the judiciary were at loggerheads because of various cases, including the Golaknath case, the Keshavananda Bharti case, and Privy Purses. And the case that shook India was the Raj Narayan case. The emergency of 1975 was the darkest time period in the history of India. It was a time when democracy and civil liberties were suspended, political dissent was punished with imprisonment, and the press was censored. At a time when the country needed it the most, our legal and judicial system failed us. It was a case that forever changed the course of our country. It was, as advocate Prashant Bhushan titled his book, truly the case that shook India. It was the case of Indira Gandhi versus Raj Narayan. Now, if we go back in time a bit, in 1969, the Congress split into two sections, um, which were known as Congress R, which is the Congress we know of today, the Indian National Congress, and Congress O, which later on merged with Janta Dal and then became Bharatiya Janta Party. But at that time, it was known as Congress O. So, in the elections of 1971, Mrs. Indra Gandhi was going to contest from her stronghold, Raibareli. Janta, uh, however, Congress O announced that their candidate uh, opposite Indra Gandhi would be Raj Narayan. Raj Narayan was a popular, popular leader and had been a well-known freedom fighter and was now a staunch critic of Indra Gandhi. Raj Narayan was quite convinced that he was going to win the election, but much to his dismay, Indra Gandhi had won by a huge landslide of more than 1,10,000 votes. Raj Narayan felt there were dirtier games afoot. He was convinced that this was a case of manipulating the ballot papers and approached the legendary lawyer Shanti Bhushan. The petition included multiple charges of serious corrupt practices. The main charges that were included in the petition uh, in the Allahabad High Court against Mrs. Indira Gandhi were 1. Using gutted officers, members of the armed forces and the police for elections, which is prohibited under Section 123, Part 7 of the Representation of People Act 1951. 2. Exceeding the election expenditure limit, which is prohibited under Section 77 part 3 of the representation of people act 1951 and third appeal to religious symbols for election which is prohibited under section 123 part 3 of the of the representation of people act 1951 on 12th june 1975 justice sinha in the Allahabad High Court found Mrs. Indira Gandhi guilty of two counts of contempt practices and declared her election void and disqualified her from holding any public office for a period of six years. But this judgment would have been the end of Mrs. Indira Gandhi's political career. Thus, her counsel, advocate Nani Pal Kiwala, filed a stay order in the Allahabad High Court and made an appeal in the Supreme Court. Justice Krishna Iyer, on 24th June 1951, stayed the Allahabad High Court 
conditionally uh, and with a condition that Mrs. Indira Gandhi would not be able to vote in the parliament but could continue as the prime minister. Naturally, the opposition leaders led by Jai Prakash Narayan demanded Indira Gandhi's resignation. It was then that Indira Gandhi decided to take the most dramatic step any Indian Prime Minister had ever taken, spurred by his son Sanjay Gandhi. The Allahabad High Court judgment had made her position totally untenable. The Supreme Court also gave a conditional stay and not an absolute stay, which left Mrs. Gandhi with only one choice, that was to temporarily leave her office. But she did not. And once she did, decided not to leave, she could not have continued without locking up the opposition leaders and censoring the press. On the night of 25th June 1975, Mrs. Indira Gandhi got the then President Fakhruddin Ali Ahmad to declare the state of emergency. Mrs. Gandhi cited the reasons that the sovereignty, security and integrity of the country were threatened by internal disturbances, that the opposition was planning to spread chaos in the country, that they were planning to create a civil war-like condition and thus it was necessary to declare a state of emergency and that is why the fundamental rights were suspended and all the opposition leaders were put in jail. In the words of senior journalist Inder Malhotra, it was terrible. The world's largest democracy with a stroke of the president's pen becomes one of the numerous dictatorships in which the world was then invested. Unspeakable harassment of people, detention, suppression of the press, Sanjay Gandhi's compulsory sterilization caused a fear complex among the citizens and no one dared speak up. A series of amendment, amendments were also made very easily since almost the entire opposition was in jail. Among these amendments, amendments were made in those specific sections of the Representation of People Act 1951 under which Indira Gandhi had been charged with corrupt practices. Amendments were made to nullify absolutely every charge against Mrs. Indira Gandhi and these amendments were to be effective immediately. A 35th constitutional amendment was made which provided that the election of the Prime Minister cannot be set aside or challenged in the court of law and thus validated her election of 1971. This is how the story of Raj Narayan and Indira Gandhi ends. Indira Gandhi's election was validated, the emergency continued as did the judiciary's darkest days. Of course, things eventually got better. The emergency was withdrawn by Indira Gandhi in 1977 and, the subsequent, and in the subsequent elections, she was soundly defeated by a united opposition. But it was a troubled coalition that fell apart quickly and Indira Gandhi was back in power in 1980. We tend to have short memories about thing, these things, but the case of Raj Narayan versus Indira Gandhi needs to be remembered for the lasting impact it had on our history, politics and law. Not only did it trigger an emergency, 
but it also revealed how vulnerable our legislator, judiciary and press are to a person with power and ambition. Let us never forget that democracy was taken away from us for a period of 21 months. Let us never allow that to happen again. That was about it for a third episode and I really hope it provided you with some information regarding the national emergency of 1975. Uh, for any questions or tips, you may contact me at oblivion underscore 1800 which is my Instagram handle and stay tuned for the next episode and until then, bye!